This is an Alert USA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, March 13th, 2021. This week in security news, on Tuesday, Alert USA subscribers were notified via an SMS message to their mobile devices of a decision by Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin to keep more than 2,000 National Guard troops in Washington, D.C. for an additional two months. The deployment extension, approved after a request from the U.S. Capitol Police, will stretch the Guard mission to protect the nation's capital to nearly six months in total. Without the deployment extension, all Guard troops were scheduled to leave Washington this weekend. Approximately 5,000 National Guard troops from around the country are currently deployed in D.C., along with miles of riot fencing topped with razor wire. Buildings falling within the fence line include the U.S. Capitol, House and Senate office buildings, the Supreme Court, and the Library of Congress. The Secretary of Defense's decision overruled the Chief of the National Guard Bureau, who assessed that the National Guard cannot and should not fulfill the Capitol Police's troop request at this time. Quoting a memo from General Daniel Hokanson, Chief of the National Guard Bureau, Efforts to date have not secured enough volunteers among supporting states to meet the U.S. Capitol Police request of 2,280 soldiers, nor option B of 1,000 soldiers. I am concerned that the continued indefinite nature of this requirement may also impede our ability to man future missions. The Department of Defense is reported to be considering issuing involuntary activation orders to keep National Guard troops stationed at the U.S. Capitol. Neighborhood residents and members of Congress from both parties say that they oppose the barrier and liken the Capitol grounds in Washington, D.C. to the Green Zone in Baghdad, Iraq. Across D.C., the complex is now jokingly referred to as Fort Pelosi. In a blatant demonstration of hypocrisy, while U.S. lawmakers sit safely protected behind a fence topped with razor wire and backed up by armed soldiers and a dedicated police force, America's southern border is now effectively wide open, endangering the whole of America. Joe Biden, in one of his first executive actions, terminated the national emergency declared by former President Trump and halted construction of the border wall. Next, in early February, Joe Biden signed an executive order revoking former President Trump's ending of the controversial practice of catch and release, which allows illegal immigrants apprehended along the border to remain in the U.S. while awaiting their court date, which is often many years out. Also in February, Joe Biden ended the Remain in Mexico policy for those arriving at the U.S. border and seeking asylum. Tens of thousands of so-called Remainers have now been allowed into the country. Further, in 2017, former President Trump issued an executive order that dramatically expanded immigration enforcement within the interior of the U.S., vastly increasing the number of people immigration and customs enforcement could arrest and target for deportation. Joe Biden revoked that executive order as well, significantly curtailing interior enforcement. Now consider the general view of these four actions from the outside. They are no longer building the wall. If you get caught sneaking in, they have to let you go. And if you don't get caught along the border, there's much less of a chance of you being caught in the interior. And if you show up to claim asylum, they now will let you stay while the asylum process plays out. The net result is an unprecedented new crisis on the U.S. southern border as new waves of migrants try to get in, and we are only now just getting into the warmer months. To put this into context, U.S. Customs and Border Protection reports that in February alone, agents encountered more than 100,000 illegal aliens along the U.S.-Mexico border, and that is just the number that were caught. Of that number, a troubling percentage were not even from this hemisphere, or what Homeland Security professionals refer to as extracontinentals or special interest aliens, because they have traveled vast distances and are regarded as posing a national security risk. 
Listeners will recall that just last month, Alert USA Threat Journal reported on the apprehension of 11 Iranian nationals as they crossed into Arizona near Yuma. Also in February, a group of approximately 400 migrants clashed with militarized border police on Integration Bridge, which spans a river dividing Peru and Brazil. South American media is reporting that most of the U.S.-bound migrant caravan were not even of Central or South American origin, but from nations such as Ivory Coast, Sierra Leone, Senegal, Haiti, Pakistan, India, and Bangladesh. And that's just one group. According to Josh Modlin, Interim Chief of the Border Patrol's Tucson sector, illegal immigration for fiscal year 2021 has already surpassed total 2018 levels. Modeling goes on to say that if the flow continues at the rate it is here, by the end of this fiscal year, we will have surpassed 2018, 19, and 20 all combined. Next up, in public health news, as of the time of this report's preparation Friday evening, there were more than 532,000 deaths in the U.S. attributed to the SARS-CoV-2 virus. While numerous states have begun either rolling back or completely ending mask mandates and other social restrictions, listeners are reminded that the CDC still requires the wearing of face masks while on public transportation and at transportation hubs. The European Union remains one of the worst-hit parts of the world. The ongoing health emergency is particularly acute in the Czech Republic, Latvia, Sweden, Germany, Spain, and Portugal, with new variants posing additional challenges. Over the past two weeks, at least 10 European nations have suspended use of the AstraZeneca vaccine as dozens of reports of blood clots forming are investigated. In travel security news, listeners are reminded that last week, the U.S. Embassy in Mexico City issued a health and security alert urging U.S. citizens to reconsider spring break and other non-essential travel to Mexico due to COVID-19. Cases and hospitalizations remain high throughout most of Mexico, and consular services, like appointments for emergency passports, are limited in many locations due to the pandemic. Additionally, the Department of Homeland Security has extended restrictions on non-essential cross-border travel with Canada and Mexico through March 21st, and this date is once again likely to be extended. Further, the CDC now requires all air passengers entering the United States, including U.S. citizens and legal permanent residents, to present a negative COVID-19 test taken within three calendar days of departure or proof of recovery from the virus within the last 90 days. If you are still planning travel abroad, regardless of the destination, Alert USA strongly recommends checking out the U.S. State Department's travel website, as well as that of the CDC, for safety, security, and health considerations. In addition to U.S. government travel guidance, Alert USA also recommends taking a few minutes to visit the equivalent websites of the Canadian, Australian, and British governments to see the travel guidance that those nations are providing to their citizens as threats, assessments, and travel restrictions can and do vary. You can find more on these and other stories in the latest issue of the Threat Journal email newsletter. If you are not already a subscriber, simply visit ThreatJournal.com and sign up today. Alert USA continues to monitor the overall domestic and international threat environment and will immediately notify service subscribers via SMS messages and email of new alerts, warnings, and advisories, or any other factors which signal a change in the overall threat picture for American citizens as events warrant. This has been an Alert USA Threat Journal Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, March 13th, 2021.